Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. What's up, everyone? Today, oh man, Hollywood's got a rant for you today. We're going to be talking about David Martinez. He was the ex-Mongol that was charged with originally homicide, went through two trials, was found not guilty, and now it is came out from the AP, the Associated Press, that he's agreed to a voluntary manslaughter and a gun charge. He's going to be sentenced soon. But this happened in 2014, and it's still going on today, beating two trials. I just don't feel like this is justice. For one, the cops came at 4 o'clock in the morning. 4 o'clock in the morning. Tell me what you would do just waking up. Anyway, like and subscribe to this video. Don't forget, Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. Central Standard Time, we got motorcycle news on the other channel. Great stuff over there. It is really, you know what, I'm enjoying it over there. Anyway, I don't want to get uh, discombobulated here. Let's take a look at when this case first started, the video back then, uh, till this past one when the videos were coming out. I'm sure there's going to be all kinds of news coverage when the setting scene comes down. So let's take a quick look. We have Air 7 HD following along. I really wasn't able to count how many officers were involved, but I want to say close to several hundred. It really was a large number, a lot of motorcycle units, a lot of patrol cars, and officers from across Southern California, different agencies, the CHP, the Sheriff's Department, of course, the Pomona Police Department. Sean Diamond was a member of the Pomona Police Department. He was 45 years old, a veteran police officer of several different agencies, as we've been reporting all morning long, yesterday morning he was part of a SWAT operation serving a search warrant at a home in Pomona when a single shot was fired. That shot hit him in the head. He was rushed to Huntington Memorial Hospital where early this morning he was pronounced dead. And now this procession is escorting his body to the coroner's office. Those who knew him say he wasn't just a great police officer, he was also a great member of the community. Biker gang member accused of killing a Pomona SWAT officer eight years ago ago. Eyewitness News reporter Carlos Granda has the new testimony and new reaction from the courtroom. On the stand today, David Martinez, the Mongol motorcycle member accused of killing Pomona SWAT officer Sean Diamond eight years ago. In court, he's admitting he pulled the trigger, but it's because he feared for his life. Police were serving a search warrant. Diamond's partner was in court today. It's been a long eight years. Uh, our thoughts are still daily with Sean and his family. Um, and for those of us who who had a close relationship to Sean or were there, uh, it, it doesn't feel like eight years ago. It still feels pretty recent. 
The first trial ended in a hung jury, so now both sides are back in court for a retrial. It was back in October of 2014 when SWAT officers came to Martinez's home. Martinez had a shotgun under his bed. Officials say Officer Diamond was shot as he went in through the door. He was hit above his ballistics vest. We miss him. Our community misses him. Our law enforcement community misses him. His family misses him. So we're looking forward to getting to the end of this. On the stand, Martinez says he joined the Mongols because he liked the brotherhood, but eventually he became disillusioned and wanted to get out. He says he was afraid, however, of retaliation, which is why he had a weapon. This retrial has been going on for months, and it could take off the entire month of August for juror vacations. But some are hoping that this could be finished by the end of July. That was a quick look at the beginning. You had the time when Diamond, he was the officer that got shot. And I have to say, I do not like when people get killed. I don't like when people get hurt. I just don't believe in that kind of stuff. But in this situation, you had somebody that was put in a predicament with a four o'clock in the morning, no knock warrant. I do not believe in these no knock warrant things. There's just too much danger with them. And I don't understand why they're continued to be relied upon in this country, still in almost every state in the union. Let's go to the AP story right now. Uh, actually, came out of KTLA 75 years, I guess. They've been uh, covering LA there. But Associated Press just put this on the wire, so everybody's picking it up. It's the same story anywhere you go with this deal. Uh, Mongols motorcycle gang member who killed a uh, Panama SWAT officer during a crackdown on the group eight years ago has pleaded no contest to voluntary manslaughter after twice being acquitted of murder. Now, this didn't have to do with the entire club. This was as far as I know and that what I've been following, this had to deal with David Martinez. So I don't know why that they reported this was a crackdown on the entire club when there's no evidence out there. And if I'm missing it, let me know. Forward me a story about it. It just seemed kind of funny that they put that kind of stuff in this article. David Martinez had been found not guilty in two separate murder trials over the shooting of Officer Sean Diamond during the October 2014 raid on his home. Yeah, 2014. It is now 2022. Now, I am hoping that the attorneys made a hell of a deal where it would be time served. I know if he gets some kind of probation or parole, whatever you want to call it out there, I just can imagine how hideous it's going to be and the length of time that it would be in order to trip him up. Maybe it's where they're going at with the prosecution, but I know he would love to be home with his family and stuff. But I just, those kind of deals get to me because it seems like being on parole is just as crazy as being locked up because that's all they want to do is hold control over your entire life.
What do you guys think about that? Anyway, Martinez44 testified he did not know it was the police outside when he opened fire, telling one of the jurors he was sure it was a member of the Mongols coming at him. Now, people are going to say, well, wait a second, what are you talking about? It was one member that made a threatening phone call the night before. So you got to keep it in your back of your mind. Okay, is this legitimate where it could have happened where he thought it was a member of the Mongols? And at four o'clock in the morning, I would have to say probably, yeah, it's a legitimate argument that he was scared of this particular individual but it turned out that it was a cops on a no-knock warrant, and he didn't know that. That's the problem when you have these things at such an early time, you're waking people up out of a deep sleep, and they don't got everything with themselves in their brains. None of us do, man. We're like foggy when we wake up. So to say that this wasn't legitimate, is far reaching out there, and of course, he got acquitted by two jurors. Two juries acquitted him because of that. I think he's probably at the point where he just wants this over and done with. And you can't blame him. Eight years of this stuff going on? Eight whole years of this. It's been going on. They've been after him, and they're not going to let it go because it was a cop. So every time they lose a trial, they're just going to go to the next charge, to the next charge, to the next charge, and they're going to waste all the money out there. So maybe this is the way to get them home and get some satisfaction for them, I guess. I don't know. I don't. Anyway, last month, jurors in the most recent trial deadlocked, okay, it was a mistrial, on two lesser charges. Oh, wait a second. I got to correct myself. It was the lesser charges, not the murder charges a voluntary manslaughter and assault with the firearm on Wednesday. Martinez opted to plead no contest to both charges. The Los Angeles times reported he is scheduled to be sentenced on January 17th. So January 17th is really going to bring the conclusion to this whole nightmare, and I would have to say probably on both sides, for the family of the fallen officer and Martinez's family. Because there's more than just a couple people that's been affected by this incident. But the way they went about it, because of who the victim was, that's a miscarriage of justice as well, if you ask me. I have to say, uh, because he has served more than eight years, defense attorneys are hoping he will be released. Given time, he's already served, but prosecutors are expected to seek a higher sentence. Okay, so now they're going to try to get a higher sentence out of the deal. You've already lost twice. Already lost twice. But you're going to keep this going because... What do you want to do? Get your reputation back for losing all these cases? I don't know what to tell you on that. But that sure the hell ain't fair. What are you going to do? Try to get 25? He's already served eight, went through all this type of stuff. The jury obviously agreed that he didn't commit the homicide. But you're going to still keep going. And that's where I think it's a miscarriage of justice. I really do. Goes on to say, prosecutor said uh, Martinez fired a shotgun once 
and struck Diamond in the back of the head as the officer helped serve a search warrant in the suburban San Gabriel. Diamond, a 19-year-old law enforcement veteran, was taking place or part in a multi-agency operation targeting the Mongols. Again, I haven't heard that about this incident, but if it was the case eight years ago, that would have been, what, 2014? Four years before the Mongols went to trial on the RICO thing. Uh, very interesting. Anyway, anyway, let me know what you all think about that. I just think maybe he should. He should get the time served, but I guarantee you that they're going to go for the max on this deal. Because whenever a prosecutor is made to look dumb, they really get an attitude. They get in this revenge mode against people, and that isn't right there. Justice is supposed to be blind. You're supposed to be able to understand the circumstances of what happened. And prosecutors just don't do that. And if this was a different kind of case, there was a different victim, I guarantee you this would have been thrown out by now. After they lost the first two trials, they wouldn't have recharged them. But because it was law enforcement, they're obligated in their minds to make sure there is a resolution of this case that's going to make Leo happy with them. But do you have to go back and say, well, wait a second, is that America? Is that really where we have gotten to? I don't think it's fair at all. Give him time served. He saved you from looking stupid again for a third trial. And I'm hoping that these lawyers for him know what the hell they're doing. I hope they do. Anyway, don't forget to like and subscribe to this one and also my second channel, Motorcycle Lifestyle News. Again, every Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. Central Standard Time, it drops over there. Rock on. Something that I'd never be Started playing my guitar to earn a few bucks Singing my songs to a room full of drunks A record man heard me down at Kitty's Bar So come on to Nashville and I'll make you a star Well, I might have been born just poor white trash But I sold a 
think it's funny that we're living next door to white trash with money. Bought a big house on top of the hill, a brand new Harley and a coupe to build. The neighbors all cried when I moved in. It seems real estate's cheaper than it's ever been. Now the radio plays all the railroad songs. I lay around the pool and listen all day long. This country boy's life sure turned out swell. If the neighbors don't like it, they can all go to well. I've been born just poor white trash, but I sold a million records, made a little cash. The doctors and the lawyers don't think it's funny that they're living next door to white trash with money. I know you're about to have fun tonight, aren't you, China Dow? You're going to go out there, get a little slurpy. Get a little slurpy. It is the Christmas pub crawl with the ugly sweaters tonight. It's ugly sweaters tonight? Yes, it is. I, I did see your sweaters. And they're not too ugly, man. I think you'd look cute in them. I don't know what it is. You can make an ugly sweater look good on you. I hate wearing them kind of sweaters, though. I don't like sweaters that you pull over your head. I thought, well, you know, sometimes people are ugly. That's why they make sweaters like that to pull over their head and keep it that and way. And keep it over their head? Yeah, like, keep it that way. Cover in their face. So you you going to wear that red one or are you going to wear the other one? You know what? I got to have you wear the black one on uh, the show one day because, you know, we are going into the 25 days of Christmas here. Well, we are. We're, it's like the second. Do we have to get you a Santa Claus hat? I have one, but it's in the attic somewhere. Well, you have to get that. You got to get into the cheer. But mine's black and it says the Grinch. <laughs> yes, it does. Yes, it does. She ain't bullshitting. Yes, it does. <laughs> so what is a pub crawl? A pub crawl? Yeah. It, okay, well, what they're doing in our town is you go to the first bar and you're going to get a, like a punch card. And you basically go to all five, six of our bars in town. Right. And you have them punch your card. And What then, is it, like a poker run or something? Basically. And you leave the card at the last bar you go to. And they actually put all the cards together and they draw winners for prizes. So it's kind of like a poker run, but yeah. without the poker. Yeah. It's a punch card instead of cards. You know what? I got to go like interview the uh, owner of the one bar because uh, bikers are welcome in that bar, ain't they? 
Are colors allowed in there? Um, the one the one that I go to. Yeah. Uh, they have been worn in there. Yes. But is there like a no color sign? No, nowhere that I've seen. Oh, so basically, it's you got to walk in and find out type of deal. Basically. I know there's I a couple de- bars. I think right? it depends on the colors and the bar I go to. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Interesting. It's, it's it's who you know and who you blow. I guess you blow a lot, huh? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> no. We got a lot of good reactions from your journey about being bisexual yesterday. And I figured we uh, have to switch it up today. Yeah. Thanks. We have to switch it up a little bit because we put China now on uh, Front Street last or last segment. But, but uh, I got good news out of Spotify yesterday. What's that? Motorcycle Madhouse is in the top 5% of podcasts worldwide. I guess that's pretty good for us, huh? Especially in the comedy uh, category. We are top five. That is huge. Woo-hoo. You know how many podcasts there are? Yeah. And, and worldwide, we- <laughs> we're in 52 countries, I believe, that allow us in. We're banned in China, by the way, and we're banned in uh, Russia. Whoops. That sucks. Wah. I'm, I'm, How can I'm they getting... ban me? I'm a good guy. I'm so teared up over it. Yes. Well, and then, of course, North Korea and stuff like that. But, yeah, we're banned in China and we're banned in Russia from what I hear. And that's bullshit. <laughs> Just because I make fun of their eyes doesn't mean I should be banned. Oh, my God. Stop. stop. No, no, I'm upset with them. You don't ban me. I ban you. Cocksuckers. They don't like you, huh? Yeah, but we had such an increase. I think we had increase in listenership of over 65%. That's wow. a big freaking jump. God, that makes so uh, do you have like an exact amount of what our basic amount of people are that listen on a daily basis? That download uh the podcast itself? Yeah. Anywhere between 500,000 and 1.2. Hey. Damn. That's why I always tell everybody the the podcast platforms are my main. You're just watching the podcast right now being recorded. So yeah, I still don't like the ban. You don't like being no. banned. Power in to the people. <laughs> you don't like being banned in China. Hell no, China. man, because they steal all our technology as it is. <laughs> They're probably over there stealing motorcycle madhouse right now and doing it in do- chink. Oh my God! Stop! That's what they're doing. They're <laughs> taking my words and doing them chink. <laughs> you, you did not just say they're them doing zipper heads. You did not just say they're doing it in chink. Yes, they're probably taking my stuff and doing oh it in chinky. Oh my God! You're stop. Just stop, dude. <laughs> it's upsetting to me. They're gonna steal it on me. <laughs> They're going to replace my picture and your picture with a zip. <laughs> Dude, wait. How do I? <laughs> I got to do it. Uh, how you doing? You look ugly as a zip. <laughs> you do. You look ugly as a zip. That was just so wrong. <laughs> yes, it was so wrong in so many different ways. That is not PC. They are killing uh, Kane West right now. My God, that dummy. <laughs> Do you know he actually went on Alex Jones, the Info Wars? Now, this guy's batshit crazy. 
you know, I have some conspiracy theories, but Alex Jones is batshit crazy. So you had Kane, the artist known as Ye. Where the hell you ever got that? It's the last two initials, last two letters of his name. Oh, he's stupid. Anyway, <laughs> he puts on a bondage mask where he's trying to hide his identity. And then he's going and talking about the Nazis, how good they are. He's talking about Hitler, how good he was. And you know why I get upset with people who talk that way? People who look to him like he was somebody Hitler. It pisses me off so bad. Now, yeah, you got the Swazis and stuff, but when it comes to the bikers, the Swazis, the scare away the dumbasses, the rubbers. But when you're actually talking about World War II, you're talking about Hitler, you're talking about the Nazis. We had hundreds of thousands of boys die over there. How many people died to take out that son of a bitch? How many people? Millions of people around the world died to get rid of that guy. So how anybody could look up to him, they need a good swift kick in the nuts. It's bull. And what this freaking ye was saying on the batshit crazy show was out of line he was saying well there's good things that hitler did what do you mean he did good things besides killing our american gis you cocksucker you know you had battle of the balls you had normandy you had real men that died over there what's your thoughts on him praising the nazis Kane, Cayenne, Yi, whatever his name is. I don't even know. Praising, why Why would you praise stupidity? Why? It was mass genocide with the Hitler. But that's what I'm saying. Why would you praise stupidity? Michelle he- just put 55 million people died because of that son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. 55 million. You know, and to sit there and think about how all these people died is is like a sad situation and the things that he did to all these all those people you had everything from gas chambers you had everything from medical experiments you had them where they would round up our prisoners that were that surrendered and just mow them down with it's like machine guns. one of those things where all those people got onto a train and they never came back and they never came back. But you have this idiot up there that's wearing a freaking bondage mask. Praising him. And isn't it when they uh, all these people actually got tattooed with numbers? Yeah, that was the Jewish. Yeah. And that's not the only thing. I'm talking about the millions upon millions (laughs) upon millions of people, like Dirty Knobs just said, they took out 20 million Russians. And World War II directly affects us to today. The reason why Russia is the way it is, is because they do not want a NATO force on their borders because... During World War II, Stalin and Hitler made an agreement 
And next thing you know, Hitler broke it and they went in there and slaughtered all kinds of Russians. But this guy's supposed to be somebody somebody looks up to. I think that's what that's the scary truth. That's our topic today about what's hurting our kids when they're looking up to people like that. You know, I just lost uh, somebody this morning. I got the call before we went on air and you knew him too. Mm -hmm. And he used to hang around with my father and another guy, all hillbillies from West Virginia, man. And they would fucking get their drink on. But this guy worked, 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 worked in that steel mill. He worked hours that would make people cringe today. Those are the type of people you look up as heroes. Mm -hmm. You don't look at a Kane West. You don't look at a baseball star. And you're sure to hell don't look at a gangster. And that's where our kids are being lost. So now you had somebody say from the streets, the ghetto, whatever you want to call it, looking up to this Kane West. What kind of piece of shit is he? Yeah, you might have hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, you might have had good music. But you ruined everything by going on a conspiracy theory show and opening your mouth that you love Hitler. The man that made humanity suffer. This wasn't just European. This was humanity in general that suffered. And I don't understand how you can let your kid look up to people like that. And I think that's the major problem with our kids now, besides the system of education, is we don't teach them what a hero really is. And the heroes are like you. You go to work during uh, this COVID shit to a fucking piece of shit job that you can't stand, but you're still there. Every day. You have your bus drivers, you got your truck drivers, you got your steel workers, coal miners, warehouse workers that go to work every day just to put food on the table. I get it. Kids want to be able to dream big about making the money, but is that reality? And we don't teach that reality. You know, we used to teach kids to have something to look forward to. And I sent you that article yesterday Yeah, about Gen Z. We're not going to bring up Santa Claus because it's traumatic. <laughs> the hell's wrong with our world? Can't we let kids be innocent and grow up? Why do we throw all this adult stuff at kids? If I was a parent and my kid looked up to somebody like that, Kane West, I'd be beating his ass. What do you think about them saying, this is Christmas? They got to get, grow up with that kind of stuff. Why won't they let their kids? 
Yeah, I think, it, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, I grew up with the Santa thing, right? You did. I think most of us I, did. I, I was good until I was probably about seven. You're a late bloomer. Yeah, I was good till seven. Once I hit seven, I knew the real thing. And, and the, but it the, didn't take away. It didn't take away from the hurry up and go to bed at night so you could wake up in the morning and see what's under the tree. It mm. never ruined it. It just ruined for me, like, you see Santa in the mall, and you're like, whatever. I don't want my picture with him. He not real. Even though, was it traumatic for you? So traumatic that you wouldn't do it with your own kids. Hell no, because I I tried to play it off with our kids as long as I could, like, big time. Mm -hmm. I remember it got ruined for our daughter, and it it wasn't us that ruined it. It was a kid at school. Oh, it was always the kid at school. It was uh, there was always that one kid at school that ruined it for like everybody. And then with our kids being seven years apart, you know, when when Corey, our son, was born, our daughter, man, even though she already knew that the truth, mm-hmm. she played it off with her brother for like five, six years. And then he caught on because he got it got ruined for him at school. And going back to that, Michelle, you were right. The uh, World Banks, you know, the big World Banks did fund that kind of stuff with war. I just couldn't get over it. And I, you know what? For once, I agree with the outrage that the Internet has over this guy. Here's the problem, though. They don't understand why they're uh, they're upset. All they know is he praised Nazis, but they don't know who the Nazis were. And that's because our education system doesn't teach how bad them people really were. It was sickening that what World War II, you got what, a day or two in it? When that's an event that changed human history as far as technology as well. World War II came out with the, you know, the V2 rockets, which led to, you know, man going into space because of their scientists. They didn't teach that. So how the hell you think they're going to teach what a Nazi was? That's just as worse. We grew up during the Soviet Union. They don't even know what the Soviet Union is. Soviet Union was before Russia and they had half of Europe. And they were some murdering son of a bitches. You had to worry about freaking uh, missiles flying over your house. But God forbid they won't teach that. Remember in school, we used to have the map where it showed the Soviet Union that went all the way to Germany and we would talk about the wall. Mm-hmm. They, they don't even know what the wall is anymore. So can we go back to Santa? Yeah. Stupid ass. Who? Go ahead. Why did you call me a stupid? Yes. Uh, okay. Well, I just I was like skimming through this thing that you sent me. You got to talk a little louder. I was skimming through the the article you sent me about this Santa Claus thing, and like some of this thing is like heartbreaking. One person made a video with tens of thousands of views, letting everyone know that she told her three year old Santa wasn't real. She says telling the kids that Santa is real is a lie. I don't believe in building my kids up on a lie. But then somebody should have asked her, well, 
Didn't you like it? Didn't you look forward to Christmas? Maybe she didn't have one. Maybe that's why she's such a salty bitch. And Santa, if you think about it, and Christmas in general for a kid should be purveying innocence. Well, okay. Santa Claus has been around for centuries, right? And I think people have done just fine. We all have survived. I don't see an overwhelming majority of baby boomers or millennials in therapy because they found out Santa wasn't real when they were like nine. Why is it our generation, Generation X, always gets left out of stuff? I don't know. You never hear about Generation X. It's always about these shitheads. Maybe that's because they are shitheads. Baby boomers were exactly what everybody says about them. The greatest generation that ever lived. The things that they did to preserve our way of life as Americans is, you know, British and Europe. I guess you to throw France in there every time there's a war, they quit right away, though. Uh, and then they have the nerve to talk about us sometimes. I mean, OK, I'm 49. I, I love watching the Macy's Day Thanksgiving parade. OK. That's like one of our traditions, you know, with the freaking big balloons. And I get excited when I see the Snoopy balloon. I'm not going to lie because he was my favorite when I was little. And who doesn't get that? Excitement? Maybe when remember when we used to wait for Charlie Brown's Thanksgiving or Charlie yeah, Brown's for uh, real. Christmas or for Frosty real. or Ra- uh, Rudolph. Rudolph. Yeah, for real. But it's like, I'm not going to lie. Macy's Day Parade. What does it end with? Santa on the sleigh. Who did not get excited to see that fat man ride up on that sleigh waving at everybody with his smiling face? For real. Well, that's what I mean. It's a mystical type of deal. I'm 49 and I will still sit there and go, oh my God, it's Santa! I don't even care. My kid will look at me like, my, you're retarded. I don't care. But that, okay, one, it's an exciting ending because it's Santa. Okay. I don't care. Number two, well, that and you know that five-hour parade's And over. then you got to wonder, <laughs> why is it everybody attacks Christmas? Yeah, you don't see them attacking, like, Fourth of July or anything. No, they attack that, too, but uh, I'm talking like about Chris- Christmas. Not like Christmas. You know, they don't attack Hanukkah. They don't attack, what is that made-up uh, holiday uh, for blacks? What is that one? Ramadan. Ramadan. They don't attack that shit. No, but... Yeah, well, they don't. But it's like, I don't see anything wrong with, okay, because I used it. It was used on me. You better be good or you're going to go on the naughty list and you're not going to get anything from Santa. Basically, it's an easy way of passing along some morality. You have to be good or bad things happen. And that's a life lesson. And who didn't receive coal at least one time, even as a joke? I mean, come on. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I did it to the kids once. It was great. But do you think that's hurting kids? How some of these Generation Z parents are handling their upbringing? I think what's hurting the kids is how the parents are coming down on the kids saying, eh, he ain't real. It's actually me, you know, or whatever. It's just a story. It's fake. No, that's what's hurting if the parents are coming down on it like that. Well, not only that, but... Let your kids be a kid and enjoy their childhood. 
Mm-hmm. You're ruining their childhood by telling them that Santa Ramadan's not, for not Muslims, real. Kwanzaa's for blacks. Oh, I, well, I knew it was something. I was in the. We don't bang on them though. No, but comes gonna... the freaking Christmas though. They bang on Christmas because of what it actually stands for. Everybody always thinks that Christmas stands for Santa Claus and presents. That's not what it stands for. <laughs> well, they use it for the old man upstairs' birth. Exactly. Oh, yeah. By the way, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. They're probably going to censor me for saying Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, we're supposed to say happy holidays. Yeah, bullshit. Happy holidays. Uh But it's like, okay, who doesn't look forward to every year watching uh, the Grinch movie? I mean, come on. That's mm. awesome. I think China's going way off subject. No, here. we're talking I'm not. about the scary truth about what's hurting our kids. The scary truth about what's hurting our kids nowadays, according to what you sent me, is it was a good damn article, I believe, is electronics and technology. That we is have what to it put says. that at number one, don't we? That is what it says. That is what is hurting our kids because why? Because kids are lacking in a lot of stuff nowadays, like one-on-one contact where they're actually looking you in the eye and talking to you face-to-face. Do you notice how hard it is for them to do that? I notice stuff like this. It's the little things that I'll notice. And they have a hard time carrying a conversation in person. Even uh, look at you. You have kids come in all the time. Oh, yeah. They don't, they, they like, they're too busy looking at their phones to even pay attention to looking at you. But do they feel, do they look kind of bashful or shy yeah, when they, they come look, in? Yeah, they do. They're not as open and outgoing as kids should be because they're, they're so closed off because mm. there's no socialization. When we were growing up, which is fun. It's fun because I love this comparison. But well, you got to remember, Generation X came before all this technology. Mm-hmm. We are in the middle. Mm-hmm. Can I continue my thought? Go ahead. Thanks. So when we were growing up, you always knew where everybody was because all the bikes were in the front yard, right? That's kind of like now. You, you always know where all the guys are because legit all the bikes are in the front yard. Kind of like us adults now. That's what I'm saying. I'm talking Harleys. Right. Got all the Harleys in front yard instead of the bicycles. Well, our generation anyway. But, you know, it's okay. This is what kids have to deal with nowadays. When we were growing up, you never knew about the party you weren't invited to. Yeah. You never you never had to worry about what you looked like 24-7 because people are going to take selfies with you. You could sit at home with with your best friend in sweatpants and a and, and a ponytail, no makeup, and not have to worry about and getting your picture taken every thirty seconds. I have to admit, Instagram, uh, this TikTok stuff. You know what? I haven't been posted on TikTok, man. I just want to get off that Chinese app because they ban me for every damn thing. Uh, but you're right on that. Uh, I mean, people, what else are we missing out on? What else are these kids missing out on? I don't well, know. I had the this depression, funny, I, I the had depression this... rate for kids because of the fact they're not being outside social and they're just phone social. Their depression rate has skyrocketed. I have a funny feeling, though. 
What? You were one of those that weren't invited to parties. <laughs> I wasn't. Because, okay, they'd have the parties on the weekends. So it's like until Monday, you never knew that this party happened until you go back to school on Monday. And that's when you. Why heard. weren't you invited this stuff? Me, I was like the life because of a all. lot because a lot of them I was invited to, I didn't go to. So then I guess they just stopped inviting me. I mean, I went to like friends' birthday parties, but it's like you were mostly in the roller skating. Yeah, I was out at the roller skating rink every Friday and Saturday night. <laughs> that was my party. Uh huh. I didn't care. Who does that anymore? Nobody. Uh huh. Who goes roller skating? Slim to none. It's it's a dying thing. Right. But it's, I don't know, it's its getting crazy. What happened to the good old days when you actually had to, like, pick up the phone and call somebody? Which, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie, since I've had a cell phone, I hate calling people. Mm. I'd rather text them. So but, you agree with the article that it was electronics that have really I think started hurting well, our kids? Electronics became the babysitter. When you're out in public and your kid's acting like an a-hole in, like, the shopping cart, oh, here, use mommy's phone. And you'd put on, like, freaking a YouTube. And they're like a robot and just And go they to the just phone. sit there and they're, they look like little zombie kids. What about all the sex talk? You think that's hurting kids? Well, yeah, definitely. Because, you know, when you're in school, teach them the freaking basics. Teach them w- w- about their, you know their own bodies tell them that tell them what you got to well we've covered this a million times before but still at the same time there's so much out there and so much has changed over the years let the parents deal with that just leave that shit out of the schools Mm -hmm. but even in school if you think about it even in school nowadays everything's computerized i mean look we went through covid we had a porn hub going on with our teenagers but you know what you got to admit though us men as teenagers, we would have been using the shit out of porn. <laughs> well, that's like, okay. When you're, when, when you're doing your at home schooling during COVID and they're all on the computer, how you know that the kids are even paying attention? Cause they could just have you in a little small window in the classroom and they could be watching like Pornhub while you're teaching class that you don't know. Cause you ain't there. But I remember we had to wait for the magazines. You had to wait for Easy Riders or or even Easy Riders started sucking in the teenage years, man. But you had, you know, Hustler and all that. You had like, oh, my God, that's a poontang. Ooh, boobies. No, you know what my brothers used to flip through? Uh, the JCPenney's catalog bra section. I've heard that. The bra section in the JCPenney's catalog. That would that well, was the you gotta thing have in a little, my house. You got to have a little imagination when you go through JCPenney's. Oh, yeah. Especially when they send out the Christmas catalog and it's like super thick. But now these kids get on Pornhub and they get their rocks off, man. So I don't know if that would be a bad thing for a teenager. <laughs> you see some screwed up shit, but yeah. They will never be the same. Do you think por- you know. do? Do you think porn hurts a, a teenage boy? Because it's mostly teenage boys that watch. The it porn. is. It's it's all you boys. Yep. Boys. Even though you women, when you walk into the locker room, you're looking at each other's titties. But do you think? Oh, dude, porn- I could call y'all out saying, "Oh, and you dudes in the bathroom in the shower section ain't checking out." Oh, his is bigger than mine. Uh, come on. 
we did have this conversation. Y'all do peek over the stall in the bathrooms. I'm sorry. You know. <laughs> but do you think porn hurts teenage boys? Do you think it I'm shapes on, them I'm, into? I'm on the fence with that. And why is that? Because it's going to depend on what they're looking up. It's really going to depend on what kind of fetish they're looking up. What po- kind of porn do you think they shouldn't be watching? Like the graphic shit, like bondage and rape. People have rape porn out there. I mean, it's sick. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't know. Bestiality. You don't, you don't need to be watching that. That I do believe gets sick in the bondage scene. If you get a too, high school it, kid in there. for that shit. Yeah. You get a high school kid watching bondage and shit. That leads to a lot of unhealthy fantasies in a kid. Well, I mean, it's like, okay, I watch Special Victims Unit Law and Order like crazy, mad crazy. I've seen every episode three times. And it's like you watch some of the things in the in, in that show. And one of the biggest thing for one of the episodes was about rape porn. Mm-hmm. They were making porn videos on rape. Right. And it it made people basically go out and do it. It's like why or there's a there's websites out there that if you have a fantasy you can go onto websites and you could tell people what your fantasy is and people will actually make that fantasy happen and, oh they and, do have that and that's scary as hell well that's kind of like only fans only fans people do that that's how that website works And I think it should be adult only, 18 and over. Because if you got to say a 16-year-old teenage boy and they're watching that kind of bondage video, they're going to think they can do that to somebody else. They're going to think that it's okay. Mm -hmm. And that's when it really affects women because those kids start start thinking that no doesn't mean no. And it does. Oh, this is a very good conversation. Carry this on. I don't care what. I don't care if you're dating. I don't care if you're married. If one or the other. And men can get violated too. Not just women. Men do too. Somebody tells you no. It's no. Somebody tells you stop. You stop. And the kids nowadays. I don't think understand or comprehend that shit. And sad to say with that, with how vulgar some of these porn things are nowadays, you know, that bondage stuff, you see women (laughs) hogtied. Yeah. And nowadays you hear about a lot of women that were found deceased that were hogtied Mm -hmm. or men found deceased that were hogtied because why? Because they're watching this kind of shit and thinking it's okay. You remember how I reacted when we had the club and that bondage fetish crew came in? Yeah, I was not thrilled with that. They were beating the shit out of these women. And I'm sitting here looking at you saying, should we stop this? What the fuck do I do here? We just kept asking whether or not they were consenting to what they were getting. And they would smile at us. Oh, yeah, I enjoy this. And I'm like, oh. So if you imagine this being on Pornhub, 
And somebody that's 16 years old, 15, 14, seeing this. Or hell, as low as They're going to be beating the shit out of their girlfriends. Because they're going to think, I seen it, it's okay. I seen it, and that's okay. And that's a big excuse that some of these kids would give cops in this. And then you see these porns where they give a, a date rape drug. Where it makes it to where the women are totally paralyzed, but they just still feel stuff. And they think that's all right. And how bad is date rape drugs in college? They're terrible. They're terrible. I think they've skyrocketed. That's why even nowadays they tell you, even me, I mean, I'll go to the bar. I don't leave my drink anywhere. My drink either. My drink will come with me to the bathroom. I don't even care if I'm just even men have to do this. I'll just be drinking Pepsi. I'll do my Pepsi's either I'm done with it and I'll get a fresh one or it's coming with me to the bathroom. If I go out to smoke, my Pepsi's in my hand. I got a cigarette in one hand, Pepsi in the other. Mm-hmm. I don't leave my drink anywhere because you I don't even care if you're your best friends with some of these people. You don't know. Mm. Anything's possible. Mm. Never, ever, ever leave your drink unattended. Well, no, we, we know that we know that that's like thinking you're so comfortable that you can just leave your purse laying on top of the bar. You can't know. So what do you say about the arguments when you have, uh, you know, I believe in free speech and stuff like that. I do, but at the same time, I believe I should be free to say no to that shit affecting my kids. I agree. And they're pushing that kind of stuff. Let's be honest. You got somebody dragging. And you're going to put that in front of kids? Oh, no. Because admit it. A drag show is about sex. Admit it. Or you wouldn't be the one of them that say, oh, I got to go. I want to go watch a drag show. Drag shows are funny. Okay, they're funny, but are they for kids? No. Because it's sexualized. They're not for kids because then whether you're a boy or a girl, it doesn't matter as a young mind, mm-hmm. you see a drag show, you're going to end up confused. Right. Because majority of the drag shows, there are drag shows where it's, it's women dressed as men, but majority of them is men dressed as women. Mm. So young girls and young boys are going to be confused and be like, okay, is this okay? Or why are they doing that? Mm. I I don't understand. They're going to be confused. Right. They're not going to understand. So it's not only electronics that are hurting our kids. It's porn. Porn. Yeah. Porn's hurting it because there's, it's too easy to be accessed. Back when we were growing up, you had to go in the back of the video store in that beaded area. Yeah, the beaded area. Remember the, the, that? The and beaded everybody entrance. Would, everybody and would look at you like, yeah, you a freak. Anytime <laughs> you would hear those beads move, everybody would be like. They'd be all staring at you like, oh, they're going in that section. You dirty. You nasty. But then the Internet uh, really. The Internet. The, the Internet has made it too easy. Mm. You don't have to go get Debbie Does Dallas over at the video store on VHS anymore. If you really want to watch Debbie Does Dallas, just go on one of these free porn channels. And how many times you got kids, even on a phone, let alone a computer, that see these pop-ups? 
And oh they, my god, and the they, pops and up they, are worse. And they click do, on them. Do you know how many pop I had to put up they had to build a program or a code in my website, harleyliberty.com, to keep the porn ads off of it. Because there's certain keywords that advertisers look for, then they'll put it on the site without your permission and shit. I know bikers are freaks, but I'm not going to have that kind of shit all over my website. Mm -hmm. So you do have kids, if they visit a porn site just once, that's all they're getting recommended then. Yeah. Well, and then... The other thing, I mean, and I know we've touched base on this a lot before, but it's like with technology nowadays, the bullying is crap. When you left school growing up when we were kids, the teasing was done. Yeah. You didn't have, it's like you never heard, you never got picked on when you went home, when you were at home, when you were hanging out, out you know, outside at home. You never had to deal with it. But when you went back to school the next day, you get harassed and bullied again. Where now, there you can't escape it, no matter how hard you try. I'm going to go take some of the uh, those in the community tab. Michelle, let's talk about this one. Value for human life, it almost seems like it is done on purpose, systematic in nature by design, and parents buy into it by allowing too much screen time with their child and not enough face time. Uh, yeah, that's very true. But I have, like in the article that you gave me, it specifically started, It's it's got ways that you can help deal with that situation. Like one of the main things that they were talking about was um, trading screen time for making them do chores. Mm-hmm. Let me uh, hold on a second. Keep that thought. Joe Ruiz, Columbus took out 90 million natives, yet you praise him. I've never praised him once. I don't believe in that whole Columbus thing. You got to remember a lot of my ancestors were Nordic. It was the Vikings that discovered America. I don't buy into the whole Columbus thing. I'm not into that argument. The reason why I don't buy into it is because he, he didn't do what everybody said. He didn't discover the Americas. So you're wrong on that one. But go ahead. Oh, well, I mean, it's like there's a lot of things that we can do to lessen our child's screen time. And the problem is, is you just have to start it and keep to it. I don't care. Oh, but I got to do it for school. Well, don't lie. But like swap chores for screen time because then they can it. it, Their responsibilities increase their self-worth. For example, if you don't set the table, we can't eat. If mm-hmm. you don't wash your clothes, you'll have nothing to wear tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So if you give them what you need to do is help them develop a high self-esteem and the the kids need a purpose. By the way, that's going to be uh, our Monday deal right there. Uh, what was just brought up uh, with the Christopher Columbus and all. you know what? It's history being rewritten. 
uh, one time, this is what China Dow's saying. When lawyers and psychologists are telling you how to raise your kids, that's what changed kids' lives in our country. Discipline your kids. Yeah. That came from the 1990s when it started. When that idiot Hillary Clinton came up and said, it takes a village to raise your kids. No, it don't. It takes a parent. Mm -hmm. It takes one parent, two parents, or, you know, if there's divorce, four parents, three parents, doesn't matter. You can do a good job raising your child on your own without outside interference. You don't need outside interference. I mean, there's a school's always going to be involved, but you know, then they reach 18. You ain't got to worry about that. But oh, oh my God, am I <laughs> ran it on Monday? Even though China Dow is going good right now, that pisses me off every time they bring up Christopher Columbus. But go ahead. It does. It pisses me off. But I mean, kids need to learn that work comes before play, which means if they want to be had like you, you, they want to be on screen time, clean your room, put away your clothes. You have to have accountability. Take out the garbage. Give them a reason to earn screen time instead of just going, here you go. Here, here, here's your phone. No. Well, you've seen how pissed Earn off I it. used to get with my granddaughter. She's, yeah. oh, she's glued to it. And she, I look at her mother like, what the hell's wrong with you? The, glued to it. The twins are two years old and they know more about a freaking tablet than I do. That's pretty bad. I mean. And that's going to affect them. And uh, we've told my daughter that. Yeah, a hundred times. Stop it with that. I mean, uh, there is one exception to the rule because the three-year-old grandson uses a tablet to communicate because he's got buttons that he can push because he doesn't have a voice. So, I mean, there's an excuse, but that that specifically is just for that. It doesn't have all the other stuff on it. But when you got when you got two year olds up to six year olds that know more about your phone than you do, uh -huh. that's sad. It's, 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 it's super sad, mm -hmm. but it's like, you need, you need to, and people need to stick with it, not just do it for a day, you know, cause they're saying, well, that's just like people that say, Hey, you know, I'm going to change or I'm going to do good, but they do it for a day or two and they fuck you. Well, that's like, and, and I'm guilty. I am 100% guilty. Like when we sit down and we eat dinner. Okay. Yeah. We don't sit around the table. We all sit in like in, in my room. Right. Cause that's just, it's how pretty we, funny. Ain't it? We got a big ass house. Yeah. And we, and sit, we only stay upstairs. We stay upstairs. The only time we're downstairs is like laundry and, and like food and letting the dog got go. a whole bottom level. Yeah. And we just sit here and we just sit upstairs, upstairs. all day. But it's like, okay, and I'm guilty. I admit it. So is Hollywood because his phone is going off 24-7. But when you sit down to eat dinner. Yeah, but do I pay attention? See, there's not a difference. Always, there's not a always. difference with me. Not always. It depends because you do check your, like, if it's a phone call, you check your caller ID before you answer it. If it's a studio line, hate to say it, guys. If we're eating dinner and he sees it's a studio line, he ain't going to answer it. I don't, I let that go to voicemail anyway, but anywho, like what we do and we're guilty 
the first thing we do, we sit down, we're all sitting there eating, and the TV is turned on and we're watching TV while we're eating. We're guilty. But we also have had times where we will sit down in front of the TV to eat and the TV is not going to be on. Mm. And the three of us, because there's just the three of us here, we will sit there and have conversation while we're eating. Three of us here with a five bedroom. Yeah, I know. There's just Our three. cat has its own bedroom. Our cat does have his own be- her own bedroom. Uh, Mark, fine. the biggest threat to America and kids is the teacher union. I have to agree 1,000% on that one. The teacher union suck. I don't believe teachers should have a union. No, thank you. They shouldn't have one. Wow, keep going. You're doing good. Or uh, what happened to the days? Because I do this when the grand when the grandkids used to come over. Is when the grandkids come over, we bust out the coloring books and the crayons. We bust out. We're playing shoots and ladders. We're playing Candyland. We're uh, we're playing games. Does the TV go on? Most of the time it's on for background noise because if the little ones are here, the little ones don't want to play the games. They want to watch. They want to watch. They want to watch their cartoons. They want to watch their cartoons. Why? Because that's what mom started with them. So now we're stuck with it. Can I get the two-year-olds to play with us? Yeah, I do. They, They like to do the crayons and the coloring and stuff. They have fun with that. But as far as the board games, it's hard to explain to a two-year-old the rules of a board game. Hmm. But or we'll do crafts. We've done crafts before where we'll make stuff with the kids like uh, we had. I don't even remember what they're called anymore, but the bottles with this different colored sand and we made those. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we do a lot of stuff with the kids or like what happened to when your kids come home from school, you stop what you're doing and ask your kid how their day was. Is that, uh, what do I do every time you come home? How is work? That's because that's what we're used to doing. Because when we came home from school, that's what was said. How was your every day? Every time. Every time. I would walk in the door from school and my mom would be like, so, how was school? Damn or, right Jesus is the reason for the season. Or my dad would come home from work because he'd always come home two hours or three hours after I was home from school. And we'd be sitting at the dinner table and my dad would ask, because there was three three kids, so my dad would ask each one of us how our day was. And that's what Michelle just said. Ten people in a room and nobody's talking. What happens when we're all in a room? I look at every one of you. Yeah, and we're all and on say, our And say, get off the fucking phones. Because you hate your phone. <laughs> you hate your phone. But here, for real, this is all of us. We all have our phones. And if it, this is, even, this is if, even if it's just the three of us. Or if our daughter's home. And you're texting each other. And, and we're all sitting there. Even when we go out to a restaurant, our, our two kids would text each other instead of just talking. They would text each and other. And that's your fault. It's not my fault. Yes, it is your fault. <laughs> you got to be honest. Because you do it. I do it. Yeah, I do it. And when I try to you know, start a conversation... Your faces are in your phones. Yeah. It's not all happy at Hollywood's place. No, it's not. It's not happy-go-lucky 24-7. Not at all. Because China Doll's a dumbass. China Doll's addicted to her phone. And that, in return... So I am guilty of not doing a lot of this stuff, but I will say, 
when our kids were in here comes the excuses. No, when our kids were in school and you can't say I didn't do this, they would come home from school and I would ask them how their day was. Yeah, but then you just let them go right to the TV or I would pick them up from school. And we'd talk the way on the way home how school was. But then it was right to the TV. It was right to whatever we were doing before the conversation happened. And that's kind of affected them now. Our where... daughter would always go straight to her computer. Our son would go to his video games. And I Thanks, just, Joe. And I would just go back to whatever I was doing. Uh-huh. But it's like we'd have the conversation. And that's kind of hurt the kids where they're antisocial a little bit. A little. A lot of it. And who is to blame for that? <sighs> Raise your hand if you're guilty. Are you guilty or not? I am raising my hand. I'm a guilty. I'm guilty. I ain't gonna lie. I'm guilty. So how do you correct something like that? When they're old, you can't because it's already in them. Oh, I've got I've had it a few times when it'd be me and both kids and all of our phones would be down. But you always have that urge. I do because and my, and my kids will tell you too. Like the three of us would be sitting there and we'd all be talking, and then all of a sudden I'd hear my phone go off, and I'd be like, "Uh, I gotta check that. Oh, it's just an email. It's fine." <laughs> and Bumper says, "China, try not using your phone for two hours. Bet you can't. Only time she don't use her phones when she's sleeping." I, I and can, what kind of issues go, does that cause between adults? I can go more than two hours not using my phone because you're at work. Because I'm at work. But if you're when at I'm home, at work, when I'm at work, it? my phone is in my back pocket just in case for emergency purposes. It's in my back pocket because I don't give out my work phone number. So our kids contact me through my phone. So it is always on me and it's very loud at work because I turn on all my notifications. Mm -hmm. but I'm not on it while I'm at work. The only time I'm on my phone at work is if there's no one in the store and I'm by myself, Mm -hmm. which usually doesn't happen till after 7 PM. So from like 3 PM to 7 PM, I'm, I don't touch my phone, but we're talking about when you're home, when I'm at home this morning, when I'm at home, I guess after the show, can you do it for two hours? Yeah. No, you can't. Yeah. You want to put a bet on it. After the show, I got to be to work at noon, so I got to make food. Can you do it? Yeah, I can stay off my phone till I go so to work. So if you don't, you get an anal colon cleanse. Fuck off. It ain't happen- no. Accent only, mofo. Yeah, but you're so confident. I can stay off of it. The only so time put I, an the, anal colon cleanse on the bed. The only time, time I wouldn't be is if my boss messages me. Okay, that's, that's fine. That's it. But at the if same work, time, I have to do you want to do that challenge? Yeah, I'll stay off my phone after we get off the anal off. colon cleanse. If you don't, yeah, what ups? No, serious. What ups? Yes or no? I'll do it. So you're saying yes? I'll stay off my phone. I go to work at noon, so I'll stay off my phone till I go to work. Okay, it's fine. The minute I see you pick it up for solitaire or anything like that. I'll stay off it with the exception that if my work oh, contacts me. What, why are you on there? Oh, it's my boss. Yeah, she's playing solitaire. No, because I'd prove it if it was her. Plus, at this time of day, she if she was going to do anything, she'd call my phone. She You're getting yourself me. into a situation there. I won't, I'll stay off my phone till work. 
Can you leave it for a day? No. Why? Because it's my connection to the outside world. Why do you feel like that's your connection to the outside that's, world? It Because it is. Because other than I go out once a week, sometimes twice, the rest of the week I'm either at home or at work. Why well, tell you Monday, so you better start doing your research over the weekend. I am going to address this Christopher Columbus bullshit. Okay, well, I you know, normally would look that kind of stuff after after the show. So I guess you're going to have to wait on that. That's Monday. Today's care. Friday. I don't care. I'm just saying. I usually look up whatever we're doing on Monday after the show. I think you need I to get a little educated. Since I can't. You know, screw this 1492 sail the ocean blue bullshit. We're going to talk about the real history and it was the Vikings that did it. Dude, I couldn't even name all them ships. Not no schmuck from Italy. And everybody's right. He killed a lot of natives, man. He's a prick. He slaughtered them. And that's what led to the conquistadors, all that BS, too. Uh, destroying the uh, the Mayan civilization. A lot of good stuff going to be coming up on Monday. And uh, we got to throw in a serial killer as well Monday. Well, I've had one saved for like weeks. Well, we're going to have to talk about and it. And you keep blowing me off on it. <sighs> Don't forget 5 p.m. Central Standard Time on the Motorcycle Lifestyle News every Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. This ain't a song for the broken hearted.
should you be paying for a motorcycle and it does depend on its if it's new or if it's old meaning used me i fall into the latter i love used motorcycles i always joke that hey man i wish these rubs would keep doing what they're doing because i always get good deals on bikes just like my 98 classic where he only rode it 12,000 miles, let it sit, and I picked it up for like $6,000. And that's the important thing right there. It depends on your budget, but most importantly, it depends on the brand that you're getting. If you're looking to get into a Harley, you're spending some money. I always say that a Harley is a big investment, hopefully pays off in the long run, they rarely lose their value. But at the same time, they're like a mortgage payment, especially if you go new. Now, there's other motorcycles out there like that. There's Indian motorcycles. They're on about the same price point as Harley-Davidson is. But then you get into... The Japanese products like the Yamahas, the Kawasaki's, the Suzuki's. And I've always been a big fan of the Suzuki Boulevard. I recently just sold one to go ahead and go get a classic. Going back to the average price that you're looking for in a used bike now, you're looking at about 10 grand. If you're looking to get a new one, you're looking anywhere from twenty dollars to $60,000. And I've always said to myself that I'd never, ever pay for a motorcycle that's more than $15,000. I did that with my 2015 Lowrider that I have as well. And that was a big stretch for me because I've always been used to paying maybe anywhere between three and $6,000. The classic I got right now that used, I paid 62 or 63 after negotiating with the dealership. And that's one thing you're going to want to do. Never pay what the dealership is asking if you're going to a dealership. You got to remember, the first thing you want to do is look up the wholesale or trade-in amount of money 
that they would give out for a motorcycle. And then when they're trying to resell it, they're going to go to the upper end of the retail price. And that's the room you got to negotiate with. Mostly with Harley Davidson, if we're looking at that one. Those are the bikes I know. When you're getting into your upper 30s, all the way up from there, that the bike that mostly people want to go grab, if you have the money, is something like a street glide, road glide. Many people want to go to the upper end, brand new on these things, which, hey, God bless if you have the money to do it. God bless, man. But you're looking over $20,000 right off the bat. Go used is what I say. Go used. Now, if you don't care about brands, because let's face it, you're paying for the name of that motorcycle. A lot of fans of Japanese, German, English, what have you, would say that Harley-Davidson is lacking in technology, which I have to agree with. Come on, you got liquid-cooled engines out there that are just bad, badass, okay? Uh, where Harley-Davidson falls real short. But Harley-Davidson does have accessories. The accessories you can do with the Harley-Davidson is phenomenal. Most of the aftermarket, you know, you got Kirk out there, you got JP, SNS, all of them. They really cater to the Harley-Davidson model because it's so very easy to customize that bike the way you want it. Where if you have a Jap bike, it gets harder and harder because a lot of these aftermarket joints, they really don't want to cater to that crowd because they know a lot of them don't work on their own motorcycle. And I'm going to get all kinds of hate on that one. But it's true. A lot of people that don't ride Harleys or... Indian, it's kind of uh, iffy because they don't got a real good aftermarket thing. Don't work on their bikes. Now, that's half true because a lot of the kids that ride rockets, now they put some work into them motorcycles. They're more performance-based, and them type of motorcycles, actually, you can get cheaper new where used if they were worked on you're looking at a lot more money. And then you got to take in consideration your location. Location, location, location. You're looking at a wide range on that payment scale right there. In California, they're going to be higher priced. And on the East Coast, again, higher priced. Where the Midwest, pretty decent. Down South, the best. That's in my personal opinion, you're going to get a better deal down South. Or Texas. Let's take Texas, for example. Where if you're in Canada, per se, it gets even worse. Australia, even worse. British, uh, you know, the Britain, even worse than that. Harley-Davidson's are out of reach for a lot of people. 
And if you look at some of the clubs, a lot of them don't ride Harley Davidson in them countries because they're so expensive. So your location does matter. And to overcome that, you can go to a lot of these groups on Facebook and check around with what deals you have. But you got to be able to say, okay, let's include the cost of the shipping. Does it negate what you know? I'd be losing by just purchasing something here. That's a, a you know what? That is a real big issue right there. And when it comes to the engine size, you got to you know you got to put that in there now. You know where my '98 bone stock. I'm gonna have to put a cam in that sucker the whole nine yards. No matter what I do with it. It's never, ever going to be beefed up enough to keep up with a 103, a 110, a 117. It's never going to happen. That's why you're going to pay more because you're going to pay more for that performance. That's just a fact of life. Not to mention the technology, man. Uh, you know, your fuel injection systems, if you're on a bagger or something like that, all the bells and whistles that you're going to be paying for. And you're also, I believe, paying for an upfront cost for the accessories you're going to put on your bike. Hell, if you want to change the pipes on some of these things, like on the lowrider, I got to put forward controls on it. Easy 900 bucks. Then the pipes, easy 1200 bucks. So you're paying out and you got to keep that within your price range, meaning you better be good at negotiating. That way, eventually you're going to say, okay, I negotiated it down so good that I can afford something like this. Because if you start out at sticker price, you're going to get screwed in the deal. Because you're gonna be putting out extra, extra money for something you gotta, you could have done and avoided in the first place. Uh, then of course the transmission comes into play like this. Uh, everybody loves that six speed, and I love the six speed on the lowrider. But at the same time, with the classic, I love the five speed because you just sit there and it's only made to cruise any damn way. It's not there to, uh, you know get up there and get jacked. So I would have to say 15,000's my limit. I do not want to get into a brand new bike because right now with the percentage rates that are out there, oh my God, hell no. Oh, hell no. Ain't happening with me. Then you're looking at a bike payment of maybe five to seven hundred dollars a month and again god bless you if you can afford that kind of bike but a lot of people can't you hear a lot of people complaining about harley davidson and how high priced that they are well that's just with the times now that's the way they work they got a different demographic that they're trying to get into or target and they're just not targeting, you know, old school scooter, uh, scooter tramps anymore. With the new bike, though, I do have to say warranty. Warranties are important. I found that out on my 2015 Lowrider. Since it only had under 10,000 miles, and this is what you got to also bring into uh, effect here. 
the seals and the gaskets are usually going to be dry rotted on an older bike. I'm watching that on uh, the classic right now. So you're always going to want a warranty if you go to a dealership. I got the three-year extended warranty. And it came in handy six months after uh, I bought it because the front fork seals went out of the damn thing. It really did. And I was like, oh, God, thank God I uh, got that warranty. Because at that point, taking it to a Harley dealer to fix, you're looking at an easy $1,000. Easy $1,000 for that. So I was lucky. You want to get that warranty, but you got to figure it into the price as well. Now, used ones are always going to be extended. Where brand new ones, I don't know if you get a 5 or a 7 in there. But you have to say, is it worth the price that I'm paying for that new one? And I suggest going around and shopping around. Just don't go to your local Harley-Davidson dealership. Go in like a 300-mile radius of other dealerships because you're going to have different negotiation skills that you could use on them that you maybe wouldn't be able to use on your local dealer. Plus, their sticker prices are going to be a lot different. But again, if you're buying a used motorcycle, look at the trade-in value first. That's the number you want to bank on. Because they're always going to charge the high retail price. How I got the Classic, I got $3,000 off that sucker. And you have to be able to walk away when it's not in your price range. A lot of people, they want to spend lots of money. They're not educated about the interest rates on it. They don't know how much the insurance is going to cost. Man, I'm paying some insurance right now on that lowrider. And they don't take that type of stuff in effect. And you're going to want full coverage. And they usually say, well, you're up north. You only need to keep it six months out of the year. No. What if the garage burns down? What if this happens? What if that happens? You're covered. Make sure you keep that coverage year-round. But that's something, unfortunately, people don't think about. So you got all this type of stuff that goes into what you should be paying for a motorcycle. But no, the average cost is about $10,000. That's why you see a lot of people on 750 cc's and lower or the Sportster for the Harley is because that's what they can afford to get into. Never get into something you cannot afford because in the end, you're going to lose it if you're financing. Me, I suggest cash. Yeah, I did finance the lowrider and stuff like that, but it was easy with the negotiation, what I got on the price and payments and all that stuff. It's in my comfortable region. But just because you like a bike doesn't mean go out there and do whatever you can to get it. Be smart, people, because these are a lot of money. They are investments. Hell, you to get a car for somebody's, a brand new car for somebody's uh, used bikes that are out there, the price on them. Anyway, let me know what you guys think. Don't forget to like, subscribe, all that good stuff. 
rock on. Share this video, man. It really helps the new channel get going. I'm having a ball doing this.